Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. European leaders are scrambling to deal with the Iran nuclear problem. Dr. Anthony Harper reports on the March for Life in DC. And former Prime Minister Netanyahu considers a plea bargain to never again run for office. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. European leaders are now scrambling to try to deal with Iran's nuclear problem. Reuters reports, the United States and European allies said last Thursday that it was now just a matter of weeks to try to salvage any attempt at the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. You know, the one where Obama gave what, $8 billion in cash to Iran? In a pledge that they would drop their nuclearization program, which they never did. But now there's a final round of talks taking place in Europe where French diplomatic sources say there have been no progress on the core issue. Indirect talks between Iran and the United States are few and far between, but they're trying to be revived and the nuclear deal resumed almost two months ago in those talks. But they're using shuttle diplomacy since the Biden administration won't talk directly with Iran, they're using European moderators to go back and forth. Western diplomats have previously indicated they were hoping to have a breakthrough over the next few weeks, but sharp differences remain with the toughest issues yet unresolved. For example, Iran has rejected any deadline imposed by Western powers. In other words, they wanna drag it out, drag their feet, develop their nukes, and maybe it will go away. Diplomats, however, and analysts say that the longer Iran main, remains outside the deal, the more nuclear expertise it will gain, which will shorten the time they need to race to build a bomb if they choose to do so. In other words, Iran is undermining the original 2015 Accords original purpose. Tehran and the Ayatollah's spokesman there denied that they have ever sought to do develop nuclear arms. Instead, they just want peaceful nuclear energy. Yeah, right. Uh, even the Biden administration doesn't believe that. US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken told a conference after meeting with the British, German, and French in Berlin. Blinken said the following, quote, we are indeed at, an in, at a decisive moment. There is a real urgency and it's now a matter of weeks where we are determined whether or not we can return to mutual compliance with the agreement, end quote. Little remains of Obama's 2015 deal, which lifted sanctions against Tehran in exchange for restrictions, self-imposed restrictions on their nuclear activities, which they never really did. Of course, in 2018, then President Donald Trump took an opposite approach. He pulled Washington out of the deal, reimposing US sanctions, and Iran later breached many of the deal's nuclear restrictions anyway, and kept on pushing well beyond them now. 
U.S. President Joe Biden, who succeeded Trump a year ago, said Wednesday that it was not time to give up because there is some progress being made. But the current round of talks, which resumed just after Christmas on December 27th, after the adding of some new Iranian demands to a working text. Of course, Iran's demanding everything and giving nothing. And Western states have repeatedly said time was running out without setting any deadline for the end of these talks. Germany is also involved. German's foreign minister, Annalena Baerkock, again said the window opportunity was closing. She said the following, quote, the negotiations have now entered a decisive phase. We need to make very, very urgent progress here, otherwise we will not be able to reach an agreement together that will bring sufficient added value to the central issue of non-proliferation, end quote. And that's the news, our thanks to Reuters for that report. The central issue is non-proliferation. In other words, the Iranian regime wants a nuclear bomb. The American goal has always been, whether you were an Obama supporter or a Trump supporter, the American goal has always been no nuclear bombs for Iran. Because what are they gonna do once they get them? Well, their previous president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, said he's gonna wipe Israel off the map of history. And if he has nuclear bombs, of course they're gonna attack Israel. They will end all hope for peace and, and try to kill not just one of our closest allies, Israel, but they have the tips now, they have the ballistic missiles to launch those into Europe, even maybe around the world to Washington DC. Do you want to be held hostage to Iran? Of course, Prime Minister Netanyahu had a solution to this and that was go in and take them out. Let's pray for peace, would you pray with me? Here's a scripture, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, we need to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Father in heaven, we pray against the devil who is inside of some Muslim extremists that are threatening nuclear war Father, instead we pray against that demonic spirit that they will repent and they will come to peace and they will lay down their weapons and we will have peace with Israel, peace with America and, and restore uh, trade. That's what we all want in the long run. But until then, Father, let us stand firm against the devil. In Jesus name, amen. Let's take a short break and we'll come back. Dr. Anthony Harper reports from the White House giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three, you have a coin to remember to pray, and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD, and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this 
window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Get yours today. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined now from the White House by our White House correspondent, Dr. Anthony Harper, is live via Skype, standing outside of the White House. Dr. Anthony Harper, how are you, sir? I'm thankful, a little cold today. Yes, so this past weekend you attended the March for Life, which had reportedly over 100,000 Christians or Catholics attending and standing up against abortion. This could be the first, the, the last year of such a march under what is the current status of, of Roe versus Wade. If the Supreme Court partly strikes that down, I think the marches will continue, but not in the same way or calling for the same overturning of Roe if the Supreme Court does it this year. What did you see? Well, I, as, I, as, as you mentioned, that large turnout, very impressive. So uh, it was great to be there. I uh, watched a part of a Kirk Cameron's presentation, but it was a great experience there. I interviewed several people there about why they are there at the March for Life. And, and uh, one person specifically had a special message for President Biden regarding his being a Catholic to say that he is not a true Catholic. Well, that is interesting because he made that part of his political campaign, right? We we don't care more or less about what uh, a politician's private religion is, but when they make it a public statement, oh, vote for me because I'm a good Catholic, uh, we wanna examine that to see if we should vote for them and are they what they claim to be? In this case, they're not because Biden is radically pro-abortion, even worse than Obama, uh, wants to fund Planned Parenthood and abortions with people's taxpayer dollars. That was a central part of the Build Back Better uh, uh, bridge to nowhere, the, the, the waste of money that was finally defeated by filibuster, thanks to Senator Joe Manchin, the only pro-life Democrat in the US Senate. Joe Manchin stopped the abortion funding and the Build Back Better program that Biden wanted. Uh, 
What else did you see at the March for Life? Well, I, I just was just a very enthusiastic crowd. I didn't see any troublemakers. I did see some media people that were trying to trap people and try to uh, get them to say something uh, to confuse, confuse them. I had that experience with some media people there. But, you know, I just wanted to make a comment about not only what, you know, a Biden's plan is a bridge to nowhere, but a br bridge over troubled water. And, and I did bring up the issue, uh, Dr. Taps, about 1 Corinthians 11, 27 uh, to uh, verse 30. It's about people's worthiness to take the communion. And as you know, and other uh, of your viewers know about, uh, it came up in the press about Catholic bishops, uh, priests that would refuse the uh, communion to President Biden. And that scripture is very important about worthiness and what qualifies a person to take the communion. They have to take it in a worthy manner, or as the Apostle Paul said, that's why many of you are sick and some have died because they take it in an unworthy matter. Yes, and President Biden, if he claims to be a good Catholic, ought to self-examine, says 1 Corinthians 11, and, and make sure that he is without sin before he receives the body and blood, the bread and wine, which, which represent the, even if you're Catholic, transubstantiate, right? The, the very presence of Christ in us as we receive those elements. Otherwise, we're drinking condemnation unto ourselves, uh, and maybe Biden is, is condemning himself by failing with his abortion stance. Uh, Anthony, were there a lot of young people? I heard about Students for Life, and you know the yeah, left I, wants I, us to think that pro-life is really for old people, but I, I saw a youth movement there. Yeah, I did see a lot of youth people there, a lot of youth there at that event. So it, it was a quite a very uh, encouraging and uplifting experience at the March for Life. This is actually, my first March for Life in Washington, D.C. I have been to many other March for Life, but this was a very special event, and I was along the road with a lot of those, with a lot of those people headed to the Supreme Court is where we ended, ended up. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, tell us about other events in Washington these days. Why are you at the White House, and what are they talking about with respect to Russia and Ukraine? Okay, well, President Biden has a meeting with European leaders regarding the advancement of Russian troops into Ukraine. I don't know yet about all that he's going to be talking with, with those European leaders, but that press release would come out later about that. In addition, he's talking with people, there's a press, a press meeting here about his uh, trying to reduce prices make it easier for consumers. And uh, we've talked about the inflation issue, very serious issues of inflation. Yes, the consumer price index is up. Uh, you know, they say only 5%, it feels more like 7% to me. Uh, you go to the grocery store and it feels like prices have doubled over when Trump was in, in, in office. It's, yeah. it's sad to see the destruction of the economy, but also what do you make of Biden's gaffe? When, when Biden was asked, uh, will you stand strong against Russia if they invade Ukraine? And he said, no, not if it's a minor incursion or words to that effect. But then he was rebuked by his own Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken said, oh no, the United States policy is to take a very strong stand. And then Biden had to correct himself and say, what I meant was the United States policy is we'll take a very strong stand. 
Is he being led by his staff or do you think he has a backbone on things like Russia invading Ukraine? Well, I, I, I don't sense that he, uh, and from my observations that he has a backbone on a lot of issues, but uh, definitely confused in that press meeting that I watched. There were several gaps. And now this is all scripted. He knew the questions ahead of time. He had the answers uh, in front of him to read from. He wasn't spontaneous in any way, not like in comparison to President Trump, who would be very spontaneous in press meetings, very engaging, but we don't see that in President Biden, uh, very weak in, in demeanor and uh, often confused, not a very good communicator. And maybe it's, uh, he doesn't have those skills. I know that he used to stutter. We're not gonna uh, you know, have a problem with that. But when your thinking is impaired, there's a problem with your leadership. Uh, let's take a short break. Our guest has been Dr. Anthony Harper. Please support him at imcnews.org. More news after this. Okay, okay and we're out. How do you Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have the standard size MyPillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regularly $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive offers. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, our thanks to Dr. Anthony Harper from the White House. Our next story comes from foreignpolicy.com, who reports, former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is considering a plea bargain to keep himself out of jail, allegations of corruption there. But in exchange for that plea bargain, he, he won't go to jail, but he will never again be allowed to run for office. Foreign policy reports, Netanyahu's attorneys officially began negotiating the terms in recent days with representatives of Israel's attorney general, who would be prosecuting him. 
according to several Israeli media reports, which appear to be the first serious plea deal talk since his corruption trial began over two years ago. Prime Minister Netanyahu, who lost the premiership last June after 12 consecutive years in power, is now and still being accused of bribery, fraud, and breach of trust in a recent series of complicated cases. Of course, Bibi denies all of these charges. And news of the negotiations now to put these all behind him took many Israelis by surprise because previous to this, Netanyahu had been vowing for years to fight the charges until the bitter end. Some current legal experts are now describing the new terms of the peace offer as exceedingly favorable to Prime Minister Netanyahu and difficult for him to pass up. Analysts say the timing might have to do with the fact that the Attorney General, Avakai Mandelbilt, who made the decision to indict Netanyahu back in 2019, ends his term in the end of the month and wants to see these cases resolved on his watch or if negotiations drag on shortly after his departure. Prime Minister Netanyahu himself could face a lengthy prison sentence, some believe, I don't believe that, but if he were convicted on all counts in three separate cases, which could include charges of favor trading with media tycoons and receiving lavish gifts from wealthy benefactors. What they really mean is he was sent a box of cigars and, and he lit up some cigars, which apparently is a lavish gift in their mind. Maybe they came from Cuba. But the New Deal would likely limit Netanyahu's prison sentence to a simple fine, a slap on the wrist, and several months of community service according to the proposed terms of the deal. But it would also state that Netanyahu's wrongdoing amounted to, quote, moral turpitude, end quote. And when that moral turpitude decision is, is reached, determined by the courts, and Netanyahu would have to consent to that, it would effectively ban him by law from holding, holding public office for at least the next seven years. Now, right now, Netanyahu is the leader of the opposition party, the Likud party, the largest individual faction in parliament. He got a lot of votes, even in the last election. But once he's out of politics, the path may be clear for a major shift in political alliances that could eventually topple the current government coalition. According to some analysts, the conservatives would take power back from the liberals if Netanyahu were not in the picture. The movement might get even more votes. The ruling coalition, now headed by Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, is the most heterogeneous in Israeli history with eight factions spanning the ideological gamut from left to right, including even an Islamist party. And their main purpose is coming together last year was simply, we're not with Benjamin. We're against Netanyahu, wanna unseat him after four inclusive elections in the years before. That's the news, or thanks to foreignpolicy.com. Now, let's take a moment and discern the spirits here, right? If, if all of these coalitions were, were assembled and, and all of the leftists with one traitor really, Naftali Bennett betrayed Netanyahu and took the premiership on the condition that he put all the liberals in power, but they'll let him be the prime minister. He's a conservative, they're all liberals. They have all the power, but he's a figurehead. The condition there 
was that Netanyahu would be ousted. Well, they've already got him ousted. What they're afraid of is that he's gonna come back. And Prime Minister Netanyahu, sir, we stand with you. We discern upon you the spirit of God, the spirit of, of, of maybe even the anointing of the God of Abraham to return to power. Don't give in, sir. We're praying for you today. Here's what the Bible says in, uh, I think we have Luke 14. What king going to make war against another king doesn't sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 to come and meet those who, who are against him or with 20,000. Otherwise, while the other army is still a long ways off, he sends a delegation and asks for conditions of peace. Prime Minister Netanyahu is now asking for conditions of peace. Maybe he's gonna surrender, but we hope he has the fortitude to stand firm. Let's pray about this, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we ask your blessing now on Israel, your chosen people, the entire nation, that they would be at peace, that they would secure their borders, and that they would prevail as a nation. And we ask you to bless Netanyahu as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break and I'll have a word to conclude the show. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't want to participate in gay weddings, and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years. But now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. PrayInJesusName.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. May God reward you as you give generously. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.